we look back and say, hmm, I think the Celtics had more chances against OKC than we give them credit for. And then we look ahead to a schedule that might be easier, but maybe not as easy as we thought. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champions. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day. I got you every day here with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device. All you need to do is subscribe on whichever app that you use. You can also watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think. If this is your first time joining the show, I'm John Corrales. I played a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Hey, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get a one get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, go check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Today, we're looking ahead to a schedule that some easier opponents on there the Celtics are, you know, the strength of schedule is is kind of in a nice place, but the ping-ponging road and home, I talked a little bit about this on my uh, mailbag podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about it here. We'll take a look back at the OKC game, and we're going to do it with our good friend, Tom Westerholm. Tom, Merry Christmas. Hey. Happy New Year. It's been a little bit, it's been a minute here since we've had you on, but I hope you had a nice, nice little holiday season. Thanks, man. You know, it was pretty good. You yeah. as well. Thank you. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Uh, that Lakers game feels like forever ago. That was a long time ago. That was, <laughs> was like that was 2014, that, 2013, maybe. It's, it's yeah, it, was, it feels like it was a long time. It was a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so uh, many, many, many things have happened since then, uh, including the Celtics. I re-left. Yeah. Did you hear that? I mean, it just happened, obviously, because Gordon Hayward was just talking about it on a podcast. So and it has to be fresh and new. I mean, I know we've got like OKC leftovers looking ahead to a tough schedule, but anytime you want to talk about the 2018-19 team and the dumpster fire that that was, that okay. was like my first full season on the beat. That was yeah. <laughs> that was an event. Like that was that's right. That Mine too. Wild. Yeah. Mine too. I remember standing in that locker room. Uh, I think it was, that was the, yeah, that that's when Kyrie said, oh yeah, I called up LeBron and I yeah. uh, was talking. I remember all of us like in the locker that room, we're like, oh. one. that was, everybody just looked at each other. was like, did he just say that? Uh, it was before yeah, that, that was... season. Didn't before that season, he kind of hint that like LeBron might come to Boston somehow. Like I remember, there being hmm. like that was a storyline that he was. I don't know. The whole was, Kyrie experience yeah. was a fever dream. That was it. Was it was. I remember asking him about like the horrible game he had 
in was it game one of the the Buck series, maybe? I was uh, like, they won game one of the Buck series. So I don't remember if he was horrible specifically. And oh, yeah, because didn't he say, like, I'm never going to shoot like that again. And then the next game, he shot worse. The next four games, he shot exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, like, so, so Gordon said what he said, and, and I really wasn't planning on rehashing it here, but there's literally nothing. Like, he said, maybe none of them actually admitted it. Yeah. Out loud. Maybe no, no one has actually said it out loud, but he said what we've been saying. I've been saying that for years now, for years. Like, yeah, they, not, no one was playing like together. Everyone had something to prove. Like Terry Rozier, I, like I keep saying Terry Rozier was as big a problem as anybody. And you could tell by the way he ethered the entire team like six hours after the season ended. He's on ESPN. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, he was, still, like, he was still in his away Jersey from, yeah. Like he was, yeah. Right. Like he was like powling off out of the shower. He's like, by the way, middle fingers to everybody. Like, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess Gordon admitted it. And yeah. it's like, you know, uh, I guess, uh, but that's well, nothing. That's nothing that we haven't heard before. Not, but it's not. And I, I think it's interesting to note too, like, you you watch how those guys interact with each other, right? Like, you know, Marcus Morris, it always seemed like everybody liked Marcus Morris, but it was just like, like Kyrie, like he left and everybody still greets him in a friendly way. Yeah. Like, you never got the impression. I mean, like maybe a little bit, but like, you never really got the impression that these guys were like on the verge of like, you know, fighting. I know. Right, 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 right. Impression. But you could tell that it was busted. Like it was very clearly busted. And yeah. we were just talking about it in like media dining. Uh, the last game, the last home game there uh, was against Toronto. Maybe for some reason it came yeah. up. We we're talking about Kyrie and it's like the league still like the players still like Kyrie. I think, I think the, the players always will like Kyrie Irving as a player. And I think they, they, believe that he is getting a raw deal in some respects, but also I don't think anybody really wants to be his teammate anymore. <laughs> like, I think there's some of that going on. Like, like Jalen will go up and say hi and all of that stuff, but I don't think Jalen and Kyrie got along as teammates. No, no, definitely not. And like, I, I mean, you know, I think there's some amount of similarity you know, between like Jalen and Kyrie, not like it's not one-to-one, -one. it's not one-to-one -one at all, but just like, it was almost like there, there were, there were certain bits of their personality that I just didn't think could have meshed very well together. Um, because they were, there were some small things that were kind of similar between the two of them. I felt like, I also think it's just hard with Kyrie when it's like, you know, he, like he came to Boston to be the one, a guy and the Celtics had a one, a guy waiting in the wings who needed to be, you know, kind of elevated to that point. It's like, I don't know. You can, you can go back and there's like a million different things that didn't work, but I think a lot of it just, you know, like Gordon, I think Gordon kind of hit it on the head. It was like a bunch of guys who on the court were doing their own thing. And then off the court, didn't dislike each other kind of understood what, cause it's like, you know, you look at Gordon, right? Everybody understood what Gordon was trying to do. Everybody understood yeah. that Gordon wanted to get back healthy and it just had the most, you know, traumatic injury like you know both 
physically and visually, right? Of yeah. the last like however many years. Like when was the last time you saw somebody whose whose body was as busted as Gordon Hayward's was? Right. Like right. And like so everybody kind of understood, okay, Gordon Hayward wants this to be kind of his return year. Everybody understood Kyrie was looking at this team and thinking, okay, I finally get to run my own team. Everybody understood that Jalen and Jason and Terry felt like they belonged and felt like they they deserved what they had last year. Everybody understood everything. It just was like, but there was too much happening. Like you couldn't yeah. all because Gordon was right. Everybody was focused on their own thing as opposed to the team thing. And yeah. that was just kind of inevitable with that group. It was really bad luck, honestly. At that point, the team thing was for the younger guys to step back and which would have been a disaster. The, <laughs> like which, you can't have the you can't have the younger guys step back in that like they needed to develop s- superstar reps. Like, yeah, but they, the, the, what, what needed to happen for that team to succeed yeah, yeah. was the young guys needed to stop and be like, you know, you guys stepped up, but also understand you're not going anywhere without Gordon Hayward getting right. So shut up, shut up about it and just let him get right. But, but they were too young to shut up about it. Well, and you say you're not going anywhere, but that's not true. They knew that they could go somewhere. They had just seen it happen. You know, like you're not going anywhere unless Gordon Hayward gets right. I don't know, man. They just went to the finals. Well, or, right. They went to the conference game, finals. They, they had, they, they had right, 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 right. I get it. But like, and that's why they, they thought, they thought we're not going to like, of course we just did it. We can do it again. They, they, they didn't have that. The actual reality of, well, Gordon Hayward is on this team and he's one of your players and he's one of the, he's supposed to be one of your better players. Yeah. So either, either he gets right or he doesn't play and he's, you know, he's not going to not play, but yeah. those guys were probably like, Terry was here. was like, actually, yeah, sit him down, you know, sit him. Yeah. We don't need him, but actually you do need him like that. And this is where we get to the whole, like the young guys couldn't, they're too, they were too young to understand that you you couldn't just be like young and dumb and brash and be like we just did it we'll just do it again like no actually you're not because at that point you know you would have become the Atlanta Hawks is what you would have become because mm. that's what the Atlanta Hawks thought they had they were like hey we just did it we're gonna do it again and like they haven't done it again and so they're like they're, these guys are better than Trey Young but they they that attitude of like we've done it once we'll do it again that that was never gonna work. Regardless, it's so funny how much passion this team that that nineteen team brings out. It was a wild time, man. Like <laughs> it was a wild time. Regardless, all of this stuff that we've been saying that I that we're talking about right now that that's all stuff that's been that's been said. This is not yeah. the first time I've ever said this. Yeah. Um. So, you know, kudos to to Gordon for coming out and I guess saying it out loud is maybe it's the yeah. first time everybody's. But it's it's nothing new. It's nothing new, uh, but hey, I guess it's interesting enough to take the entire first segment of this podcast. That's all right. We've got a couple of topics to get to here. Uh, some leftovers from the Oklahoma City Thunder game. That's going to be coming up in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I know how much therapy can work, but I also understand that therapy needs uh, certain parameters, certain things to to work. You need to like the therapist, and you need to be bought into the fact that you are doing this. And it's hard to buy in 
when the only therapists around are somebody within driving distance, somebody that your insurance uh, accepts and all that stuff. It's, it's hard to do all that stuff. So that's why BetterHelp is uh, a great way to get started because it's not, you're not shopping around, you're not driving around. It's all right there online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and if it doesn't click, you can switch. And that's the real hard part. If it doesn't click with somebody locally, then you're like, now where do I go? Well, on BetterHelp, you just go to the next person who is online there to talk to you however you need to be uh, you know, seen, heard, whatever. Uh, it's very uh, therapy whether you need to talk through some things, uh, get past a stressful time in your life or deal with something longstanding. Uh, it's very important, I think, to find the right therapist. And so you go to BetterHelp, you fill out that questionnaire, you get matched. And now you can celebrate the progress that you've already made and go to betterhelp.com slash lockdown NBA. You get 10% off your first month. You can make even more progress. So that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash lockdown NBA. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. BetterHelp is a great way to get started on your journey. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check out Lockdown Sports today, 24-7 national sports streaming channel. The first ever one on YouTube. Put it on, leave it on, and you'll just hear great discussion all day long, every day, about all the big stories in sports, all the big topics uh, it's a great way to avoid all the ESPN uh, debate show madness. This is meaningful conversation everywhere uh, on YouTube. All right, let's let's actually get to basketball being played today or yesterday this week by guys currently on this team. Uh, I, you know, you look back on that game again, and, and I, I really thought, Tom, that for all of the, oh, the third quarter was so horrible, and it was, it was 40 to 25, they had plenty of opportunities in that third quarter. Down 10, they had plenty of shots. I, I can remember off the top of my head now, probably four, five, six different shots, somewhere in that down 10 range to get down eights, to get into single digits. And whether it was offensive rebounds or, or good looks at the rim, they just didn't fall. They had their chances in the third quarter to push it into uh, single digits getting into the fourth, and maybe maybe that goes a little bit differently if they do that. Bottom line, Tom, I come out of that game watching it again and thinking, like, it wasn't as bad as it seemed. They they dared Josh Giddy to, to beat them, and he did. I think as much as SGA was the story of the game, Giddy – going for 23 points and shooting four of seven from three was, was the real killer because in him and, and Chet Holmgren hitting huge shots when the Celtics kind of made it their defensive strategy to be like, Hey, we dare you to do what you're doing against, you know, Porzingis and, and dare Chet Holmgren against wings to try to put the ball on the floor and still be comfortable. And Hey, to their credit, they hit those guys were a combined seven of 12 uh, which is in a seven game series, I'll run that back. I'll run that exact same defense back and say, I don't think Josh Giddy is shooting 57% uh, for four, for four wins in that, in that series. So I think 
the Celtics can go back and look at that and be like, Jalen sucked. Hey, off night. Drew sucked. Hey, off night. Um, but those other guys, Holmgren and Giddy, were, were equally good. And SGA kind of outdueled Jason Tatum in the long run. And hey, credit to them. But I come out of this watching it again, thinking like, mm, I'm again not really worried about that loss at all. Yeah, not worried about the loss. I mean, I think I come away impressed by the Thunder, right? Like that's a it's a really yeah. good team. Um, good young team. Um, you know, I tend to I think if you're looking at that team, not to keep bringing up, you know, the, the, the that era of Celtics basketball, but if you look at that team from kind of the perspective of, you know, that kind of mid to late 20 teens, you know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that range. Trade some of these picks, man. You you can't use them all. If you try to use them all, you're going to be in trouble. Like, like go. And I, and I know like a lot of people are like, well, just, you know, they've already got a good thing going. Don't mess it up. Don't make a trade. Totally. I hear you. They have too many picks though. So like it's, if they use all those picks that will also mess them up. So like, yeah, yeah. You know, be proactive. I think when you've got a group like this, especially with a player as good as SGA is right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think to me, you know, the, the third quarter, certainly, I think you're right that there were opportunities there. I think to me, the, the, the place where the game was lost was at the start of the fourth, right? When when you have yep. SGA out and you can't not, – not only do you not make up any ground – Him and Holmgren. Holmgren. Him and Holmgren. Yeah, exactly. Both those guys out and you lose ground. Like, that's tough. Yeah, that was bad. That's, that was bad. You know, even if you even if you lose the third quarter 40 to 25, if you gain two points instead of going down more, it's a different game. It's a – you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there's little opportunities everywhere, right? Like – Jalen was seven for eight from the free throw line, but he had that one that he almost airballed and it's like a minute mm. 30 left. And it's like, like, you know, if he makes that shot, Porzingis is two still makes it a one possession game. It still gives the Celtics yeah. a chance to, you know, if, if Kristaps Porzingis foot uh, doesn't grow quite to size 16, you've got, you know, like, <laughs> you know, tons of little opportunities here and there. And I think like, it's it's kind of funny because you talk about like a seven game series against the thunder and it's like, you are explicitly talking about the NBA finals. If you talk That's about true. That. That's true. Which, like, That's true. Hey, not out of the question. This team is nasty. Um, and there's a lot of teams in the Western conference right now that just do not move me very much. Um, but they're, but you know, they're really good in a finals situation. I think one of the things that's really interesting is how Tatum defended SGA. And now I don't think that would be the Celtics like plan from the jump. Cause you don't want Tatum to get in foul trouble. SGA is so slithery. It's like, you know, yeah. that's, that's a tough, it's a tough matchup, but if you need to slow him down for six minutes, if you need to slow him down for, you know, like, like the fourth quarter of a game. Yeah. You've, you've got a big guy who's, who's an excellent, excellent defender with a ton of length, a ton of versatility. Um, you know, I think the Celtics have a lot of answers for the thunder that we didn't necessarily see last night. Um, and that's fine. It's yeah, it, it, like, I, I'm right there with you. I think like, it's it's a loss and and the Celtics team doesn't lose very much and you know I understand that that can cause angst but I I mean honestly I kind of felt like Celtics fans were pretty reasonable last night I thought I there think was a lot so, of, totally yeah there was a lot of just like damn oh, that that's how you feel uh SGA okay all right I, I see yeah. you like <laughs> I like you know yeah sometimes you you play a good team on the road who's got a superstar their superstar goes off yeah you you might lose one. it's all right it- it's funny, uh, in the aftermath of that, uh, a clip was shared, uh, online of this Sloan nose podcast, which first I ever heard of it, but this is 15 year old girl 
who gets NBA players to get on their on her podcast. Like, okay, that's yeah, wow. very interesting. Um, yeah. you know, good for her. And uh, one of them was Drew Holiday before he got traded to Boston. And he was talking about all the guys he hates gardening. And he's like, yeah, I hate those little like guys who are smaller than me or who are really slithery. Uh, you know, guys like Kemba and Isaiah Thomas and uh, Shea hate guarding him. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can see why, Drew Holiday, that you hate guarding him because you got roasted in that game by him. Like, because little guys who are slithery are tough enough. But when you've got a six seven guy who's slithery, that's whoo. That's where you really He's so tough, man. It's too tall for, for holiday. And like, just to, to deal with too strong for Derek white to deal with. Um, and that's why Tatum was like, it finally like some resistance in front of him. That's tough. Like that really is tough. I do wonder if the Celtics, if they ever were to face the thunder in a, in a series, in a finals, uh, it would, how much zone they might go against the the thunder there because that's uh, something to take away those drives for sure. Yeah. I, I, before, before you cut to break, I I do want to say a shout out to my guy, Corey, who I know listens to this podcast, um, Barber, Massachusetts. He was, would constantly tell me that he thought that they should trade um, Jason Tatum for SGA. And I just was like, that's stupid. You're not going to do that. That's stupid. You're not going to do that. And like, I still don't think you trade Tatum for SGA, but it looks a lot less dumb now. Shout out, Corey. Uh, SGA is awesome. Anyway. All right, so no, not much more to be said about that. Let's let's look ahead because the Celtics are coming home. They've got two days off, and then ping pong. It's going to be an interesting schedule. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Our good friends over at FanDuel have you covered with bonus bets, all you got to do is place any bet. So they're America's number one sports book, and they get that way by giving you new customers 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed. All you got to do is place a $5 bet. So it's 150 bucks, whether you win or lose. So go check out the app, open it up, check out this uh, very easy to use uh app with new tabs like the new explore tab that lets you find new bets you can play live same game parlays or make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more go to fanduel.com slash locked on you can see it at the bottom of your screen here on youtube fanduel.com slash locked on sign up make your first bet a layup make that first five dollar bet and get your bonus bets NFL season is wrapping up, but there's plenty of time to get in on the action. Obviously, we're in the middle of the NBA season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. And the best part about FanDuel is they have tools there to help you set your limits, set your parameters, and you can go ahead and gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA. When you're done, rotating hosts all week long, covering the league unlike anywhere else. So check out Lockdown NBA where you get this podcast. Let's get back to Tom Westerholm and the discussion here about the Celtics back on the road here, heading over, uh, actually back home against Utah Friday night. Uh, and I'm re- we're recording this by the way, uh, ahead of the, uh, the Utah is playing Detroit. Uh, they start at nine o'clock. We're recording this before that game. NBA title belt, my favorite thing in the world. 
the Utah Jazz hold the belt. Either the Detroit Pistons are going to get the NBA belt, which is my favorite, which would be my favorite thing in the world for That's the Pistons. After all, if they get the NBA belt, that would be just absolutely amazing. That's the preferred uh, outcome, certainly. I would love that. But if they don't, Utah comes into the game uh, against Boston with the belt. So the Celtics have their chance. Uh, either way, Tom. One of your best bits. Honestly, one of your best bits. And honestly, it should, like, okay, if Adam Silver is going to listen to Bill Simmons and he's going to do, like, a whole, like, in-season tournament, the belt is so much lower lift. And it should be I mean, how cool would it be to actually have an NBA belt? Like, a, a championship belt? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about how, like, all the, re- like, you could even, you could even put, like, a tiny amount of money on it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Like, sure, you like the belt changes hands, the team that gets it, you know, or you could say, like, if you keep it for a while, you could, uh, you know, like, like every, every game that you keep the belt, you get X number of dollars, like, you know, little ways Damn. to spruce it up. Plus, sure. These guys are hyper competitive. It's one of your best ideas. It should really. Thank happen. you. Yeah. Thank you. So people who don't know the NBA belt is the, the champs come into the season with the belt. And if each night after that, th- if they go undefeated, they keep the belt. Yeah. But each night they play, they defend the belt. And when they lose, the team that beats them gets the belt. It's just as simple. Denver came in as champs. They lost it to, I think, Minnesota. And Minnesota held it for a while. And, like, it's a good way to kind of – it really kind of does give you a sense of the league a little bit by the end of the the its run. So I think it would be super amazing to just every – like, if Utah came in and if the refs held up the belt – before the game and say, and tonight's matchup is an NBA chip belt championship game. Hold up the belt like they do in boxing and stuff. And then just even like ring a bell before they do the jump ball. Like that would be so much fun. And then the team, the team gets to do the post game with the belt, like on the podium. I need like after watching Bill Kennedy, um, like make his, uh, make his calls for, uh, like the, uh, the challenges and when just how oh, much he man. I need Bill Kennedy holding up the belt and announcing tonight's belt is for <laughs> the winner. Like, I need it so bad. That'd be so fun. That's kind of low key. Good Bill Kennedy impression. All right. So anyway, so Utah has the potential to come in Friday night with the belt, uh, former belt holders, Indiana Pacers, two back to back, not back to back, but two in Indy. So they go Saturday, they play Saturday and Monday, home against Minnesota, back to back home road, which sucks uh, against Milwaukee. Day off, home against Houston, day off, road against Toronto, day off, home against San Antonio, day off, home against Denver, day off, back to back Houston, Dallas. It's looking at this schedule, Tom, there are like Utah. Uh, Indy is, is good, but like beatable San Antonio. We just saw Houston. We haven't seen yet, but they're not great. There are winnable games here. A couple of tough games, but also very winnable games. But this, this ping ponging back and forth really takes a toll on a team. It does. And, And we've seen the Celtics tested with a lot of games in a row before this season. And they passed with flying colors, right? What we haven't necessarily seen is them traveling around as much. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that the ping ponging is new. That'll be a new one to kind of keep an eye on and to kind of see like, okay, how do they respond to this? Cause this is going to be tough. And you know, they've done an awesome job so far this season. They've, you know, built themselves a little bit of a lead, but like, 
you know, they're, it's not like insurmountable at this stage. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of, you know, there's so much season left to play and like, you know, a tough stretch here. I mean, last year's team started really hot and, you know, like ended up not getting the one seed. Like this is the kind of stretch that can kind of make or break that. Like you could, you know, you go on a little bit of a losing streak here. You could, you know, for sure, like, or not even a losing streak, you know, you go 500 over a certain amount of games, bucks stay hot. All of a sudden you're not in first You're a couple games back of first, like that mm-hmm. could certainly happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is a really important stretch. And I think even it's, it's less an important stretch based on like, I think what, what we've seen so far is that this team is a contender. This team is no, no questions asked. They're awesome. Yeah. They've got all the pieces. They've got all the horses. They're good to go. You're, you have, you have a squad. What, what you're curious about now, right. Is like, do they like parlay that into the one seed? And so like the questions now aren't like, can this team contend? Is this team as good as team X team? Y? they are, they're as good, if not better than whatever team you throw out there. Question is just like, will they have home court the whole way through? And you know, I'm interested to see that. It's that attitude that you just described that makes this month kind of, I don't want to say scary, but potentially difficult. Yeah. Because they are, they are contenders. We know that they have established this. Um, even the loss to OKC doesn't really matter. Um, uh, there's when the playoffs roll around, they will be one of a handful of teams, a small, very few teams that team will be like, that team is, is probably going to win a championship, right? Like that team can win a championship here. Nothing over January or February is going to change necessarily where they can be. Now the question is, do they come out here with the same mental process? Joe Missoula talks about the mentality. Can you hang on to, this is the hardest thing. Honestly, the hardest thing you're, you're, a team will face in the NBA schedule is this January when you're already good, when you've already established yourself. And now there's kind of, I don't want to say nothing to play for because there's plenty to play for. And Joe would also, right. But also everybody's aware how good you are. So first seed, second seed, do you need to be home for it? I mean, they're perfect at home, so it'd be nice, but they can win on the road. So all you, they've proven they can win on the road. So all you got to do is win one, and then you've got home court advantage, and they're perfect at home. So whatever they get, th- whatever happens here, kind of, there's no urgency yeah. necessarily built into the schedule. They have to find their urgency. They have to, every one of these games, they have to find something to latch onto that makes them play the right way for the entire game and not give into, okay, I'm a little bit bored. Okay. I'm a little bit tired and banged up. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go 90% of what I did my versus the hundred percent that I was going. And that 10% is why you don't hold off a closing run versus closing out a team that they've been able to close out. That's the challenge of this month. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's impressed me most about this Celtics team is their ability to do that so far, right? Like exactly. Yeah. You go, you go five and zero oh in that brutal homestand, like that tough, tough homestand. 
you rip right through that, and then you go on a West Coast trip and you go three and one against a bunch yeah. of good teams. Wow, that was impressive. Knows? You know, like that's that's exactly what you're talking about, right? That's gritting your teeth and and, and just kind of like finding something every night. And okay, now you know tonight we're playing the Clippers. Like let's you know like here's all the reasons we want to beat the Clippers tonight. We're play, you know, etc. Um, and yeah, I, I think you know one of the things that has impressed me most about Joe Mazzulla's coaching this year is that he does seem to have his kind of uh, you know his, he's got kind of a handle on that. I feel like this year he's got kind of like a um, he's been able to speak to his team in ways that have gotten them up for games that have, that have reminded them not to be complacent that have said like, okay, absolutely. Let's try to win this in season tournament. Okay. We didn't win it. Okay. Let's win the next game. Okay. Let's you know, let's, let's win it. Let's let's, let's keep winning. Even though we don't mm-hmm. have the in season tournament to play for, even though we don't have, you know, I think I- I'm curious to see how long he can keep that going. Cause if he can keep that going all year, then, you know, this is a championship team or if he can, you know, keep that going in, you know, mostly, right? Because because nobody's going to be perfect the whole way through. But like, you know, you keep that up all season. This team's really tough, and and he's done. A, I think he's done a really good job so far. He's he's done it longer than they did last year. You know, like this this stretch feels more sustainable than the you know eighty percent three point shooting that they did last year. Like this is like this is real good basketball that we're seeing. And mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be cool to it'd be cool to see that through January. It would be cool. So sixteen games. Here in January, uh, what do we got? Five, eight, eight home, eight road. Okay. Um, the unfortunately, no more than two games. Oh no, actually, three in a row to end the the, the month. So the last week and a half of January is three in a row on the road, three in a row at home. So, um, oh, it's kind of interesting. I didn't even realize this as I look at it. It's like one, like they go one one, and then it's like two two, and then three. So anyway, um. I don't, if they come out of this and they've already, they're 16 games in January, they already lost one here to Oklahoma city. I think if they come out of this, like 10 and six, 11 and five, I kind of would be happy with it. Uh, I think that would be, that would be a pretty good month. Um, I don't know if that that's going to where they would be at the end of it. Uh, And then, you know, you head into February with uh, that's actually that that three game that three games at home to start to end January is part of a seven game homestand uh, where the Celtics could get you know uh, they could pile up some wins here heading into the All Star break. I think if they come out of this, I'll say eleven and five, so four more losses the rest of the way, ten and six, five more losses the rest of the way. Um, maybe you split Indiana. The back-to-back against Milwaukee, I can see a second loss there. Um, let's give them, let's give Denver the benefit of the doubt and maybe say, so it's three, and then maybe there's one more along the way. I, so I think I think 11 and five would be a, a, I think that's doable. That's the target for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, 11 and five is a good month, kind of, you know, it's a pretty decent month full stop, right? Like, like, yeah whoever you are, you know, if you get, if you go 11 and five in a month, that's pretty good. So yeah, I think, um, you know, I guess, I guess we're just spoiled. Spoiled by them just going like, I mean, two losses in December. That's what I was just gonna say. They've lost seven games so far. So yeah, if you're saying like, uh, but you you know, uh, yeah, this team has spoiled everybody, but like, that's what happens when, you know, you're, you're arguing about whether Derek white or Chris Porzingis is your, 
Well, I don't even know <laughs> who's like, like when your starting lineup is this loaded. Yes. You, you get spoiled very quickly. I think is the, yeah. the point here. Uh, well, you know, I think we're done spoiling our, our listeners with this tremendously amazing, awesome podcast, at least two thirds of which was current. Yeah. I, <laughs> listen, we went so long, probably more. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tom, appreciate you as always. Appreciate thank you, you very much. And I want to thank everybody here for listening, for watching. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast back tomorrow. Celtics are practicing on Thursday. So by the time you're listening to this, I might be at the practice facility. I'll take a new picture for my background uh, at the practice facility. So we'll see what the Celtics say there. I'll talk about it tomorrow uh, on the podcast there. And then I'll be back with a podcast for you Friday night after the Utah game, Saturday night after the Indiana game, then all next week minus Friday because they play Saturday. So it's it's going to be basically 14, 13 out of 14 days of podcasts here. No one else is giving you this many podcasts, uh, this much Celtics content. So check it out. Make sure you're subscribed and watching the show on YouTube. Get into that comment section. All of you everydayers, I love the fact that you're here with me on a regular basis. Now, please share the podcast, spread the word, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.